Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and today is October 24th, 2016. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am recording this in the rain, in the passenger seat of the mobile Sully Baseball Daily Podcast Studio, also known as a car, stuck in traffic on the 101 in Los Angeles, California, the home of the four-time National League Western Division champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. Folks, I want to let you know something. I make it a point to do a podcast every single day. And if it means that I have to do it from the passenger seat, then so be it. I am currently being driven by my wife. Say hello, wife. Hello, wife. And she's doing the driving and obviously does not want to take part in this this episode of the show. This is the fourth anniversary of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast where I've done a show every single day. And I can think of no better illustration of my dedication of this show than doing the math in my head and realizing the only time I'm going to have a chance to record this show is while we're stuck in traffic in a light drizzle. Now, of course, a light drizzle in Los Angeles means you call FEMA. It's an emergency situation. Water is falling from the sky. What do we do? If you've seen any of those Godzilla films where the people in Tokyo are running for their lives as Godzilla or Ghidorah or Mothra or whomever it is is rampaging through Tokyo, that's what L.A. is like right now. That's what's going on. It's like that scene in Deep Impact when all the people are trying to leave when the comet's about to hit Earth because we have a slight drizzle in L.A. Well, you know, there's no game happened on Sunday. We have a World Series matchup set up. There's no game going on today, Monday. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about the fact that it's been four years that I've been doing this. Now, I want to tell you one thing that I did, and this is not something I did over the weekend. This is something that I did starting in January and that I finished last week, which was I cataloged my episodes And in many cases, had to retitle them and put them in a gigantic spreadsheet. And so that's something I said, I'm going to do that starting in January. So I probably should do that. And so if you're keeping score at home, and I know I am, that's 1,462 episodes of this podcast that I had to catalog, write down where I recorded it, who the guest, if there was one, and what the topic was to keep track of stuff. Because in some ways, I kind of sort of need to do that because there have been more than one time I said, oh, I got a great idea for a podcast. And it, it's such a great idea that I forgot I did it in 2013. <laughs> the exact podcast that I was going to sit down and do. It also means that I found a, how many guests have I had? How many different places have I been? And when you re, basically relive four years over a eight or nine month span it's strange because you're like oh yeah that's when I went to that town oh because you're hearing oh I'm in Palo Alto oh I'm in Pasadena oh I'm in Las Vegas hey I'm in London hey I'm in Boston 
and in some of the places that you are, were kind of strange places to do them. I've done podcasts in Portland. I've done podcasts in Alpharetta, Georgia. I did podcasts in London, as I said before, in Idaho, in Washington State, in Texas, at Game 3 of the 2014 World Series. I did a podcast from there, from my hospital bed when I was getting my kidney stone treatment. I did a podcast from there with my kids once on a hot air balloon. Time to do a podcast. I'm on a hot air balloon. Watching my kids at swimming practice. Better do a podcast. There's several different moves and several different jobs and several different... Wives. (laughs) No, no. no. Only one wife. (laughs) She's survived this four years of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. And I I haven't done an official count of it yet. I was going to do that tonight, but I, I... I don't have an official count, but I believe Lisa Swan is my most frequent guest on the podcast. I'll tell you one thing that happened, and I won't say the name in case you're listening to this podcast. I don't want to embarrass this person, but I was going down the list of my guests, and there was one name that I saw. I said, who the hell is that? I had this person on my podcast, and then I went back and listened to it. I guess I did. Not only did I forget that this person was on my show, I forgot that this person was on this earth. (laughs) But that's what happens when you do this. But an interesting thing made me, it's kind of hit me. Four years, that's a presidential term. I've done a full presidential term of podcasts. And it got me to think a little bit about how things can change. And in a four-year span, a lot can happen. You know, a lot of president, a lot of things that happen in a presidential administration, and a lot of things can happen in a four-year span. Now, when I sat down at my kitchen table in a different house than I'm currently living in, in fact, I think that was four houses ago, I put my laptop up. The sound quality is not spectacular. I'll be the first to admit it. I popped open my laptop and I began to talk and I said, I'm going to be doing this podcast and hopefully I'll do it every day. Let's, and I said, let's see how long I'll be doing it every single day. And it was on the eve of the 2012 World Series between the Detroit Tigers and the San Francisco Giants. The Tigers had made it all the way back to the World Series and they did it with a team that, was, that had a galaxy of stars, Verlander, Fielder, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Now, it's interesting, Verlander and Miguel Cabrera are still on the Tigers and are still elite players. They also had a Hall of Fame manager in Jim Leland. And, of course, there were a lot of familiar faces on that Giants team. They still had Baumgartner, still had Posey, Bruce Bochy was in charge. So, in many ways, some things haven't changed that much. But on the other hand, a lot has changed. I mean, think about Detroit and the fact that they've gone on, they had the They were swept out of that World Series. I thought they were going to win it, and they were swept out of it. The Giants have gone on to win another World Series since then. If you look me in the eye and say, okay, one of these two teams will win two World Series over the next four years, I wouldn't, over the the next four years along the, the lifespan of this podcast that I'm doing at my kitchen table, I would not think it would be San Francisco. Another thing that happened was the Boston Red Sox, my team, were just coming off of the Bobby Valentine fiasco 
which was also coming off of the great collapse of 2011. And I was absolutely convinced that it would be years before the Red Sox would be relevant again. And I was not 100% right there because months later, they were in the playoffs and they won the World Series the very next year. But I was thinking about some of the things that are different, that have changed. And some of the people who have, you know, there are some people in baseball who have passed away since then, like Earl Weaver, like Stan Musial, like Yogi Berra, like Tony Gwynn, like Monty Irvin. And then I was also thinking about the fact that if you had told me at that point when the Indians were in disarray, the Cubs were in disarray, that we were going to have a potential of a Cubs-Indians World Series, I would have assumed the gates of hell had opened up in all of the world. We've seen since then Derek Jeter retire, Andy Pettit retire, A-Rod, David Ortiz, Derek Lowe, Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, which means that every single player from the 2003 and 2004 Yankees and Red Sox have moved on. So the next time they meet in the postseason, the entire cast will have turned over. You know, we've also had a new commissioner. Now, as everyone knows who listens to this podcast, I am no great fan of Bud Selig. And I think it was imperative that Bud Selig move on that we have a new commissioner, that we have a new face of baseball instead of his droopy, hangdog, glistening bottom lip. It is haircut, which clearly someone has to comb his hair because he's unable to do so. I've never been a fan of Bud Selig, and he's gone. And like how I said all the faces have turned over from the Yankees and the Red Sox between 2003 and 2004, I believe more importantly, the major players of the strike of 1994 and the lockout of 1995, which almost damn near killed baseball, the major players of that are gone. Donald Fear is not there anymore. Bud Selig is not there anymore. Most of the owners have turned over, which means we've also had a great deal of labor peace. Look at the collective bargaining agreement is going to be up this off season, and there is no whispering of a strike, and that's a positive thing. And if there is a good legacy to come about from Bud Selig, and I'm not one who is quick to praise him, it's that. And another thing that I find very interesting is that with Alex Rodriguez retiring, that means every player who played in 1994 is now retired which means for the first time in my lifetime, there's not a single active Major League player who's experienced a work stoppage, which is a positive thing for baseball. Think about those four years. We've seen the entire superstardom of Matt Harvey. When he came up as the Dark Knight, as the huge new franchise star of the Mets in 2013, and then stunningly missing the entire 2014 season, and then coming back and helping pitch the Mets into the World Series in 2015, only to have a disastrous injury-plagued season in 2016. That's an entire trajectory of a career 
And when I started this podcast, he was like, oh, Matt Harvey, yeah, here he's, he might be pretty good. Jose Fernandez hadn't even pitched his first game when I did that first podcast. And not only did he have Rookie of the Year in 2013 and have a Cy Young caliber season this year, but came back from Tommy John surgery and is now gone. His entire career is gone. We saw when this podcast began, the Blue Jays, the Pirates, and the Royals were all in the middle of just just an immense playoff drought to the point where those three teams were the shorthand for irrelevancy. The Pirates hadn't had a winning season since the Francisco Cabrera hit of 1992. The Royals had only had one since the strike. The Blue Jays were the only were just floundering around in irrelevancy. Since then, what the Royals won back-to-back pennants in a World Series. Pirates made three straight trips to the playoffs. The Blue Jays are now a fixture in the postseason. Is that an accident? Not 100% sure. We are stuck in traffic right now. I believe when I first began this podcast four years ago, we were in this traffic jam. But think about that. When I started this podcast, those three teams are the three faces of irrelevancy. Yeah, this this car is stuck in the middle of traffic. You heard my wife say a bad word here on the fourth anniversary special. Thank you. The Cubs have the Cubs have gone through multiple managers and looked like they were dead in the water. The Dodgers were just coming off of the humiliation of filing for bankruptcy and bringing Magic Johnson in to be the face of the new franchise where they were going to spend money like drunken sailors, starting with the giant salary dump led by the Red Sox at the end of the 2012 season, of which the thought process was, now the Dodgers are going to be like the Yankees of the West. And if by the Yankees of the West you mean not winning a pennant along the time of this podcast, then you're probably right. The Red Sox won a World Series, had two losing seasons, and came back to the playoffs this year. But think about some of the other really good things that have happened in the last four years. I complained in one of the videos that my wife and I made about the Major League Baseball's lack of presence on YouTube. And that if they want to get anything resembling young viewers, why don't you go to where some of those young viewers are? Now MLB has one of the best YouTube channels around. The access we have to great clips, great games, great highlights of things that I had never seen before. It's like they opened up the vault. And also, instant replay. I would complain like crazy about... There's no instant replay. How do you not do it? Now we have it. Is it perfect? Of course it isn't. But it's better. Perfect is overrated. Because we'll never get to perfect. But we're getting more of the calls right. We're seeing like, hey, do you know what? It turns out he didn't make the catch. Do you know what? turns out he did beat the throw to first. And now I'm a big believer that every game is the final equation of the time of the events that leads up to the ending and if you have a false cog in that equation someone's called safe when he should have been called out that changes the entire trajectory of the game and so the more calls you get right the more honest the game is the better the game is 
That didn't exist when this podcast began. It exists now. Now, as a bitter, sort of somewhat a-hole-ish Red Sox fan, I could say another great thing is the Yankees have not scored a postseason run since this podcast began. In four years, the Yankees have played one postseason game, one, and they got shut out in the wildcard game last year. You know, there was all the talk of, you know what, how could a team like the Royals or the Blue Jays or the Pirates contend when teams like the Yankees buy up all the big stars? Well, guess what? That's not the case anymore. Parody works. Something has changed over the last bunch of years, and when people say it's the same teams winning every single year, that's factually incorrect. We have the Cubs and the Indians in the World Series. There's no way anyone could say it's the same team every year when it's one team that hasn't won since Truman was in office and the other hasn't won since Roosevelt was in office, and I mean Teddy Roosevelt. The last time the Cubs won the World Series, we hadn't had the 100-year celebration of the War of 1812. I want you to consider that, to think about that. The Civil War was still pretty recent in people's minds, okay? So it's obviously not the same teams year in and year out. When you have either the Royals, you have the Royals winning last year, either the Cubs or the Indians winning this year, it means that there is a change in who the elite teams are. I'll tell you the best way to describe that. When I started this podcast, the Phillies were coming off we're one year removed from being the probably the elite franchise in baseball. And then they suddenly became the laughing stock of baseball in the course of this podcast. Mike Trout was a rookie. I wonder if he could keep it up. And now he's basically already cementing a Hall of Fame career. A lot can happen. Now there's still a lot that we still a lot that we can do. A lot of stuff needs to happen in baseball still. We need to figure out what to do with the A's. That stadium situation hasn't changed. We still need to do figure out what to do with the Rays. I still think there can be two expansion teams. Baseball, this is the longest period of time that we've had between expansions since the first expansion in 1961 and 1962. We can put a team elsewhere, and suddenly you wouldn't have to have an interleague game every single day because you'd have 16 and 16. A lot of things can happen. Do you know what? I'm going to be still doing this every single day. I'm going to be still doing a podcast every single day. Because baseball, as I said last year, at when I did the third anniversary, baseball never lets me down. There's always something to see. There's always something that amazes me. There's always something I find completely unpredictable. There's always something that makes me want to run and say, Oh! I can't believe blank happened. I can't believe someone made that catch. I can't believe they came back to win that game. I can't believe Hanley Ramirez hit that homer off of Patances. I can't believe they brought Bumgarner out to pitch the final five innings. So baseball never lets me down. It always surprises me. It always catches me off guard. And when I follow it day in and day out, I know I'm not going to miss it. I know I'm going to see it. That's one of the great things about when I have a ball game on in the background. Yeah, most of the time, it's a ground ball to second, over to first, pop up, oh, we got a hit, oh, it's out. Most of the time, it's nothing much happens. But when something does happen, it's thrilling. And it just 
it, it catches you on your heels. You know, I remember more than one person has said to me, don't you think baseball's boring? And my response is, well, if I do a podcast about it every single day, chances are I don't find it boring. Chances are I find it intriguing. I find it unpredictable. I like the rhythm of it. I like that it's every day. They say, there are too many games. I like football because it's only 16 games. Well, if it's only 16 games, then first of all, all your sports watching is on one day, which is a bit of a nightmare. And the other thing is, is if you lose one game, well, then that could just throw your whole season into a dizzy. No, I like that it's every day. I like that you can have a team that you can get to know and follow them. They're not your friends. I'm not hanging out with David Ortiz. I would mention that. I'd have him on the podcast. But a baseball team is like a daily companion. And do you know what? That's what I'm trying to do here. So let's enjoy the World Series. If you're rooting for Cleveland, if you're rooting for the Cubs, or if you're rooting for the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse to show up, which is inevitable if it's a Cubs-Indians World Series, or if you just want to see the pageantry, if you just want to see a good game, then go ahead and do it. I'll be watching the games right with you. And when the season's over and it turns to winter and you lose that daily companion and you lose the idea of there's a game on every single day and there's a team for you to follow every day and there's numbers to follow every day and it's suddenly, plink, that's gone. See you in the spring. Guess what? Your pal Sully will be there for you. I made that commitment four years ago. I'm going to continue that commitment. When I reach show number 1,500 on December 1st, and when I reach the fifth anniversary, which will be on October 24th, 2017, when hopefully we're going to be gearing up for the Red Sox-Giants World Series that I wanted to see this year. So for the up-to-date listings of not only who owns October, but adding who owns the World Series, we'll have woo and wows for the rest of the month. Go to MLBReports.com. And by the way, Chuck Booth, thanks for running MLBReports.com. Get well, buddy. You know your pal Sully's looking after you. If you want to be old school, send me an email. Send it to info at SullyBaseball.com. You can follow me on Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, I think I'm, I found out, like, I think I'm on Pinterest. I don't even know what Pinterest <laughs> is. But I looked up Pinterest. I was going to put something in for Pinterest. And I said, oh, Sully Baseball Podcast has already been taken. And I looked at it. It was my logo. So either I have a rabid fan or I set up a Pinterest account and totally forgot about it. Oh, by the way, also uh, check out the Sully Baseball Line of the Day at Alvaro Espinoza. I'll put that link on Twitter. And he's great. He's not me. He posts his favorite line of the podcast every day. And I, by the way, I want to just say thank you for all of you who are fans of the podcast and listen and write every day and ask, hey, where's the show? It's 9 a.m. You haven't posted yet. Are you okay? Are you under a heavy object? Should we call the police? Thanks, all of you, because do you know what? In the end, for those of you who I've never even met, you're my friends. I'm your pal, Sully, and you're my pal. So continue writing, and please tell 100,000 of your closest friends to listen every single day. The music, in case you're wondering, is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Your driver. And my driver is my wife, Mrs. Sully. Driving or being driven in the rain of Los Angeles, California, 
where they are crying for the elimination of the Dodgers that happened last night. This is the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast fourth anniversary. I'm your host, as always, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Four more years! Four more years! Four more years!